0: Welcome back, double-teamed fam. This is Cammie. Hope you had a great week, and we're glad you joined us. This is Nikki, and okay, a few episodes back, I had mentioned that I was gonna go on a date with a guy that wanted me to be his dom. And then I realized I haven't told you guys what happened. Okay, so before we get started with today's episode, I'll give a quick little story time of how it went with this guy just so that you guys are in the know. Okay, so I did meet up with him. We went to dinner, got to know each other a little bit more. And then when we were done, we went back to my hotel. He brought like a full bag. It was like a duffel of stuff. And that you weren't afraid of what was in there. I questioned for a single moment what was in the duffel. But, I mean, I got to know him at dinner, and I... I That is true. (laughs) We had been talking for, like, a couple weeks, so, like, I feel like I got to know him. And it was funny because even before we met up for dinner, I was like, wait, you know, we've been snapping. But I was like, one last time just to make sure, you know, throw up a peace sign and send me a snap. And he was like, okay, send me one of you touching your nose. So, you know, anyways, we... Been talking, got to know each other, verified everything, met up for dinner, and then, you know, we went to my hotel room and he brought his duffel bag. And first thing he did was change into a little outfit for me. Think kind of like a cross between like a little maid outfit and Rolf's leather outfit from Bonding. A little hard to envision, I know, but if you can kind of combine the two that may help i'm trying over here but okay it's kind of hard to describe that's the best way i can really put it anyways i thought he looked great in it he had a phenomenal body really took care of it and obviously he was a very good looking guy super handsome like had a very kind of almost like he had good features but almost kind of a boyish charm about him if that makes sense oh that's lovely yeah i really liked it anyways he changed into this outfit and then he pulled out like all these toys and guys, I, I've played with plenty of toys, but there were some that I had never seen in my life. And I was like, wow, okay, what where are did we, that go? <laughs> what are we going to do with this? So, Can we put it back in the bag? <laughs> no, and I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm usually a very confident person, but I definitely entered a state where I was very vulnerable all of a sudden. But I thought he did a wonderful job of making me feel invited, I guess, into this realm that we were stepping into and, you know, feeling as if he was like holding my hand along the way because he was very patient with how he showed me everything. The first toy we used was these, he had like really small nipples. Most guys do. Yeah, most guys do. Tiny little nipples, teeny tiny little nipples. And (laughs) he likes nipple clamps on them, but obviously, like, it's really tough to put nipple clamps on really tiny, tiny nipples. So he had these things. They're like clear. They were like, it looked like a tiny clear tube that like came to a point. I don't know how to describe this or like a a rounded end. And it had this like turny thing at the top. So basically you put it on your nipple and then you like twist that turny thing so that it like suctions your nipple and makes it bigger. So he showed me how to put those on him, and then we left those there for about like 10 minutes while his nipples enlarged. So a nipple enlarger. Yep. I'd never seen anything like it. Okay, so this was like right off the get-go, we went for the one thing that I was like, I don't know, what is this for? (laughs) And so (laughs) anyways, while we let that kind of, you know, vibe out on the side, he showed me the flogger, which I hadn't really used a flogger much before. I think there was maybe like one instance and it was kind of like playfully like at a toy store like you just kind of like kid someone with it, you know. So that was fun. I turned his ass red with it. And then after a while cuz we kind of played with that one a little while. I had a lot of fun with it. I'll just leave that there. Anyways, <laughs> after a while I was like, "Okay, are we done with the nipple thingies?" And he was like, "Yes, time for the clamps." And I'm like, "Perfect." So we removed those, put the clamps on. And then, like, one of my favorite things to do would be, like, pull on the clamps and kind of, like, test the waters of his pain tolerance. He really liked pain, so he really enjoyed that. He enjoyed a lot of ball hitting. We did some of that with the flogger as well. He liked getting hit, like, in certain places with the flogger. You know, after a while, I used the ball gag on him, put it in his mouth. All the while, the nipple clamps were chilling there, and I would, like, occasionally go and play with those. There was a dildo that he had, so he liked penetration (laughs) not in his ass no oh this was in his mouth interesting yes first we played with the ball gag and then we played the dildo anyways this was all over the course of hour hour and a half and we kind of like switched to you know different things anyways and then i basically kind of finished him off with my hand and by this point i was tired and i had felt like i had had plenty of my fun and we kind of called it a night from that point. So there was no penetration sex between the two of us. He did play with me some, but I mainly played with him and all the toys he brought, which was really fun. Like I kind of felt like a little kid at a candy store. Oh my God, what do we do with this? this is fun. Ooh, you know. So I had plenty of fun with it. I was, like I said, I felt both vulnerable, but it like excited to be trying it. In retrospect, I wish I had given it a little bit more Dom energy, but I was so intrigued by everything that I didn't really take the time to like channel that inner dominatrix. I did some, like there were things that I would say and stuff like that, but not necessarily like a whole lot. And then, I just remember, like, at the end of the night, as we were wrapping it up, and he was putting everything away back in this duffel bag, and he changed back to his normal clothes, and I was just kind of sitting there on the bed watching him, and I I looked at him and I said, you know, I like that you like what you like. And he said, thank you for giving me the opportunity to show you what I like. Aww. And it was one of the most touching moments I had ever experienced with someone, because you know, for him to be willing to show me that not only is that vulnerable for him, but I also liked the confidence that he had. And that in, he brought to it. Yeah, that he brought to it. And in, in basically having no shame that these were the things that he enjoyed. I love that. That's really uh, That was honestly one of the things that I love the most. And that's what I like. And he doesn't do this with men. No, 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 no. I asked him about that. I was like, "It went during dinner, I was like, you know, you, you like a lot of things that are very submissive. You know, you like a lot of this dominant energy. Have you ever done anything with a very dominant man? And he was like, no, I only like feminine energy. Oh, I very don't. interesting. I don't like masculine energy. And I thought that was very interesting. And it's funny because the field that he works in is a very male-dominated field. And he was a super smart guy, you could just tell. But... There was this side of him that he did not show many people. So I felt honored to have witnessed this side of him. But seriously, though, like, I remember thinking... Because there were definitely times where I felt unsure, you know, of myself in this situation in the sense, I'm like, am I doing a good job? Like, does he like this? Or like, he would kind of guide me through it. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I I wanted to, like, be a good dom dom for him. Or at least a good top. I guess it was more kind of like a top situation Mm. since he was instructing me through it. Mm. But... Well, you know, top dom thing, top dom. Yeah. Well, so, it was a, it was a, you know, an instructional course. Yeah, it was a course for sure. Um, But I just remember at the end of it, I was like, "This is what I like: is people showing me how they like to have sex. Like that's what I love to see, the different ways that people have sex, and it just reminds me of there was a guy that I've hooked up with and younger guy. I think he's like 23, 24. Very vanilla, always been in relationships, hasn't really explored a whole lot. And it just reminded me of the first time that him and I ever hooked up and I kind of walked him through the things that I like. So like I had him smack my tits, I had him, you know, like use the vibrator on me, things like that. And I just remember teaching or showing him in that moment and feeling that pride of like, you know, these are the things that I like and, and I'm comfortable with it and having no shame in that. And so I could sense that he had that same kind of proudness about the things that he showed me that day. So that's how that went for all of you. If you wanted to know, hope you enjoyed that little story time. It was a very fun experience. I do hope to see him again. He lives quite like three hours away from me. It's not like something that's regular but. Hopefully, every once in a while, him and I can meet up to just explore some things. Oh, that's beautiful. Very, very touched by that experience. So, now, complete 180, we're going to be talking today. (laughs) Yeah, let's get to the meat of the topic here today. So, I wanted to do this episode because I saw this girl that she posted on Reddit. You guys know how much I'm on Reddit. Catch me on Reddit. Catch Nikki on Reddit. I'm single-handedly trying to manage the other accounts <laughs> that we have. Cammie's handling the IG, the Twitter, the TikTok. What else? Is that all we have? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, that's so I'm I'm so balls deep in Reddit that I, like, never look at the other accounts. But I'll send Cammie, like, memes that I see on Reddit to post on IG. Anyways, because there are some bomb memes on there. But I saw this girl, and she was saying that her fiancé, they were open— her fiance was on a date with a girl and ran into a mutual friend that didn't know they were vanilla. So imagine being this friend. They weren't vanilla. Or they were vanilla. The friends were vanilla. The friends were vanilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I misspoke. So imagine like you're a friend and you see your girlfriend's dude out with another girl. You're probably like, this motherfucker. I'm about, about to his fucking ass. Yes. <laughs> Take all the pictures. Gather all the receipts. Uh, get your phone out, yes. Stephanie. You won't believe who I just ran into. Trevor, with <laughs> Tom <laughs> Ho. <laughs> I love the word ho. but anyways, so I said that in the nicest way possible. <laughs> anyways so I responded to her and you know I said because her main question on the post was asking people how they go about telling friends and family and you know for us we've been open four years and in the very beginning we didn't tell anyone not even me no one and we're gonna get into the story of how I found out that's a slightly touchy subject Okay, but we didn't tell anyone. And then, like, we told, like, a couple of friends. And then fast forward three years, and I started a podcast about it. So guess what? Now everyone knows. <laughs> everyone in my life knows that I'm in an open relationship. But I have no shame in it. At this point, I'm like, I don't care. So anyways. And I explained to her kind of my journey in telling everyone and gave some advice. So I thought, let's share it with the rest of the Double Team fam. DTF, the, the people. Because if maybe you are in an open relationship or you're thinking about entering one, you don't know if you're going to tell friends, like all good things to think about. And and I've seen it come up a lot on Reddit. This wasn't the first post that I saw about it. That's why I was like, you know what? Let's do a whole episode. And you know, it's funny that she had mentioned that she her fiance ran into someone because when I first got on the dating apps, uh, I'll never forget this. There was a guy that... I ran into that my husband and I both knew and he knew us. He knew we were married. We saw him at the airport all the time because he was the guy that worked the fuel truck. So he knew we owned an airplane. He knew we were married pilots, all that fun stuff. And I'll never forget. I swiped right. I've always thought he was cute. Okay. So I swiped right. And turns out he swiped right too. (laughs) And he goes in all caps, what are you doing here? (laughs) She doesn't even go here. <laughs> and I was like, hey, yeah, so we're in an open relationship. And he goes, I already thought you two were badasses, and now this just makes y'all even cooler. So we talked about it some. Him and I never hooked up, but we had just a really funny conversation about it, and we still keep in touch, and that was that. And then, like a week or two later, I got a message on Instagram from someone that I knew. Granted, We were acquaintances. And I knew him like through other people. He knows I'm married, but he doesn't like know me personally. And he goes, hey, um, I saw someone on Bumble that looks just like you. It was Cammie. <laughs> no, but he, <laughs> mentioned, he mentioned it was the picture that I posted on Instagram as well. So he was like, it was like the exact same picture, one that you hadn't posted. Though in hindsight, that wouldn't have been a bad thing. And he goes, I just want to make sure, is this you or is someone impersonating you? And I was like, nope, that's me. And I just left it at that. That's it. He's an acquaintance. I don't owe him an explanation. So left it at that. And that was, again, really before, like, we had told all of our friends and, reluctantly, family about <laughs> this. <laughs> but, Cami, I'll let you go ahead and tell the story of how you found out. Okay, first of all, I am your soulmate. Okay, so you have to tell me everything. everything. I do tell you everything. So no, you didn't. Not for two years I wasn't sure how to bring I was hurt. I wasn't sure how to bring that up to you. All right, let's get started. So this was when I was living in Kansas, where Nikki and her husband used to live with me. And of course, we had a ton of mutual friends, obviously. Our spouses at the time, you know, both had the same job. Anyways, so Bunch of mutual friends, and I was talking to one of them. And she was like, and we were talking about relationships in like the middle of like this Top Golf kind of place, which is kind of hilarious. And she tells me, she was like, I was just raving about how much I loved Nikki and her husband's relationship and how strong they were in their communication. And <laughs> she just kind of like gets this face. And she was like, you know, I'm just going to tell you, she was like, you know, about a year or so ago, my husband saw Nikki's husband. They were all out. It was like a guy's night. They were all out together and he was all over this girl and he, I guess, had looked at this girl's husband and was like, no, no, it's okay. Nikki knows. And I'm over here sitting like, oh no, he fucking didn't. So she was like, I don't know if Nikki actually knew or what was going on, but I just wanted to let you know. And then I literally spent the next four months thinking that he had cheated on Nikki. And I'm just Doing in this, like, oh my god, do I tell her? What do I do? Do I confront him? Mind you, you know, he and I, we've, it took a while for us to have the great, great relationship that we do now as brother and sister in law. He truly is my brother now. But back then, you know, he and I were still working on some things in a familial relationship. So I'm sitting here wondering what the fuck do I do? Who do I say to who to what? Like what? I had no idea. And then finally, we all went to a festival together. And Nikki and I, you know, we had a few drinks. We were watching this set. Super fun. We decided to like go take a seat. Anyways, we go take a chill break, get some water. And we're sitting there and she turns to me and she goes, so. We're in an open relationship. And I was like, oh my God, this (laughs) makes so much sense. I was like, thank God. I was like, I don't have to confront him. But I was fucking furious. I really was. I was so mad. I was mad because she didn't tell me. I was mad because her husband didn't tell me. I was mad because I found out through a friend. And I was mad because ultimately my first fear was, oh my God, she's going to get hurt. Mind you, you know, I was younger at this time. I was really like trying to find my own footing in the current relationship that I had been in and things were, you know, somewhat rocky at that point between he and I. So lo and behold, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be very real with y'all. It took me some time to accept it. It really did. It took me probably, I would say, the better part of almost a year to finally be like, you know what? It's their life. They can do what makes them happy. And the only reason I say it took about a year was because I was having relationship issues. And a lot of the emotions I was holding towards this piece of information I had known about Nikki and her husband was just a self-reflection on how I felt about my relationship. Oh, so I know, it. you know, looking back, it was, you know, and I've done a ton of growth since I would say since I left my engagement. And I don't mean that in like a, you know, like the relationship was bad sort of way. Obviously, I've I've spoken about my ex-fiance before and y'all know I'm good friends with him, but he and I were just meant to be friends. And so making a relationship work between he and I was very taxing. And very exhausting at some points. There were a lot of very happy moments. But anyways, so for me, it did take me about a year to fully comprehend that this was something that made them happy. And a lot of the emotions that I had felt at the beginning and in the middle was just me kind of comprehending the emotions I had towards my own relationship. So that's huge, you know, because there are so many people that when they, you know, find out pieces of information like this, whether, you know, it's in relation to, you know, their son or daughter coming out as gay or lesbian or, you know, someone telling them they're in an open relationship, you're absolutely right. A lot of times when people attach fears and, and those kind of things to it, it's because it's a self, it's a reflection of some of the issues that they may be going through. Not all the time, but a lot of times it can be self-reflection. So I, I think that's a really key point that you mentioned there. Well, thank you. And I think that shows that you are very self-aware now, maybe not so much at the time, but now to realize why you had that initial reaction. Oh, of course. I I look back and think about it, you know, and it really was that. And, you know, now I'm over here. I support y'all deeply. Obviously, we started a podcast about it. But also, you know, I will defend them through and through. I have, it has been absolutely beautiful to watch The way you both manage this and how you both allow each other to be the people that you want to be and also to, you know, look for that happiness that you seek in any way, shape or form. And you both come together in that. And I find it beautiful. So, hey, DT fam, you know how important STD testing is and how often we discuss it on our show which is why I'm super stoked to be working with stdcheck.com. So whether you are with a new partner or you just want to stay on top of your sexual health, maybe you have multiple partners, or maybe you went to a sex party and forgot to use a condom, whatever it is, it is super important for you to be maintaining your sexual health. And that obviously includes STD testing. So SCDcheck.com is the leader in reliable and affordable lab-based SCD testing. I've done this many times, so I'm definitely a big fan of this. Basically, you order your test online and then go right to one of their certified labs, get your testing done. No doctor visit is required, and then you do get your results emailed to you in about two days. And this is just a great way to support our show while you're taking care of your sexual health. So thank you, guys. Go get tested. That's how I found out. It was... Hope I told that story well. But yeah, I I would say it was very interesting spending four months thinking the exact opposite of what was truly going on. So I'll segue this into how the remaining friends and family found out before I go into kind of my tips about it. But along the way, we had chosen to tell some friends and not told others. So there were some people that knew, some people that didn't. And, you know, kind of like I mentioned a little bit earlier, about a year ago, I decided to hell with it. I don't fucking care who knows because I'm tired of hiding myself. And I remember not only that, but that was around the time that I also... Accepted my bisexuality if I'm being honest. I remember when I told you and my husband That I was going on a date with a girl. Neither of you batted a fucking eye I didn't have to be a discussion. I didn't have to sit you both down and tell you. Hey So little development here I'm bisexual. I just one day said, "Hey, I'm going on a date with a girl. I you know I'm interested in her. It could be physical. It could be this. Like I don't know what it is, but I'm just gonna go explore it." And both of you were like, "That's all I said." I was like, "Hey, I'm going on a date with a girl," and you're like, oh, "Okay, cool." Like neither of you were really thrown a backbite or anything. And so you know, it's funny because I see this telling friends and family about this kind of thing, and I see so many parallels with the LGBTQIA plus community because they also have to make that decision to tell family and friends about their orientation. And I can't tell you how many times I sit there and think, I wish it didn't have to be this way. I wish one day you could just be like, hey, mom, as a man, hey, mom, I'm going to go on a date with a guy. And they're just like, great, sweetie, have fun. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be a full discussion. Yeah, a full discussion of whether or not, you know, they're going to accept you from this point onward. So I wish that that didn't have to be the case. I know maybe it's a little bit different for people that are bi, And I'm not going to necessarily get into that because I think that's a whole other can of worms. But, you know, if, if you are gay or if you are a lesbian, like I see a lot of times that has to be a full discussion with your family. And I just have never understood why you have to sit them down, tell them about yourself, and have to hope and wish that they still accept you afterwards. Like I think that's just utter bullshit. People should be able to live their lives how they want to and be loved and accepted no matter what. So, in terms of telling family, It's a little bit different than telling friends, in my opinion, because this was the part of it that I dreaded the most. We started this podcast without having told any family that I was in an open relationship. And I don't recommend that. Not only don't start a podcast because we already have one, but also also, um, it's just not a good move to do this. (laughs) But we made the social media pages for them. And we went through... As much of an effort as we could to make sure that none of them saw those social media pages. But somehow... Well, because we wanted to tell them in our own time. Yes. Uh, and through thank the... You. Through the creation of the podcast and creating the social media sites, So it's a very exciting and busy time for us. And mind you, all of our family lives states and states away. So it's not like we could just, you know, go knock on their door. You know, they're 20 minutes away and be like, hey, look boy, we started. No. Yeah. Um, Thanks we for didn't, explaining that. We didn't have the geographical ability to see them face-to-face for this. And I wanted to tell them in person. I really did. That's why I went through the efforts that I did to make sure they couldn't see the socials because I wanted to... I already knew that they weren't going to fucking find it on fucking Spotify. No way. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't even think they know how to use that app or Apple Music for that matter. So... Um, mom knows how to use Apple Music. Oh, uh, okay. At least our little brother does. Great. So I wanted to... Tell them the next time that we saw them in person and sit down and have a conversation with them and just kind of explain what I could. But we didn't have that opportunity because we didn't do as good of a job as we thought, and a family member found the Instagram page and went and told my father. Mind you, this was the weekend actually that my mother was visiting, so I was already planning to tell my mother when she got into Los Angeles, and we did. And that conversation went beautifully. We told her. It was kind of like what I had said about, you know, you should be able to just say, hey, this. And then they're like, okay, cool. And so I was just like, hey, mom, we're in an open relationship. And she was like, that's great. If you guys are happy, that's all that matters. And I was like, thank you. And then I went on to tell her a little bit about the. Oh, she said that. I wasn't there for that conversation. So I thought you were. No. Oh, no, no, no. You weren't. You weren't. Uh, That's right. That was in my kitchen, kitchen table. That's literally all she said. She was like, if you're happy, that's all that matters to me. And then I told her we had a podcast and she was like, that's great. And I told her that I wanted to be able to tell dad myself. And she was like, that's fine. But then someone else told my father and without getting into specifics, I'm just going to say it was not the same reaction. In fact, I haven't spoken to him since. And he pretty much disowned me and called me choice words through a lot of fears and judgment but I understand that it all came from a place of not understanding and I realize that he is a conservative and traditional man that is I didn't ever expect that to go well but I still didn't necessarily expect to lose my father completely so that's still something that is processing in a way. I don't know when I'll be ready to talk to him and I don't know when he'll be ready to talk to me. Um, But regardless, it can be hard telling friends and family that you live such a lifestyle, Um, especially if you're married, I think, because, um, you know, depending on what background they come from, they may not necessarily accept it. Just like if you are in the LGBTQIA plus community, they may not accept it. And that's the sad truth. And I think a lot of times, I don't really want to go down this road, but just something that I definitely thought, you know, parents when when they look at us, a lot of times children, there are an extension of them, you know? They want us to live out the hopes and dreams and and things that they want to do, or they wanted to do whatever that may look like. My father's a pilot. Out of six children, I'm the only pilot. So here is his one child that decided to pursue the the thing that he's so passionate about. And now I'm living this lifestyle that he doesn't approve of. So not necessarily the happiest thing, but I'm still happy to have my mother's support. And even though it's still fresh, maybe one day, you know, my father and I can reconcile and he can look past this and see that I'm happy and living my life the way that I want to. And hopefully it doesn't fully cost me that relationship because I do have a lot of love, obviously, for that man. So My main thing when in terms of telling friends and family, my main tips, I guess, if you're going to tell family, tell them directly. And, you know, kind of like how Kami found out indirectly through someone else. I wish I had had the ability to have that discussion with her. Quite frankly, back then I was also younger and didn't know how to approach it. And I knew she was having her own relationship problems, So I didn't necessarily think it was the best time to bring up something that we had recently begun and were, you know, starting to explore. But I, I think with family it's important to be the source of that information. Um, yes. And and I think with friends as well. But you know, family obviously I think that's a little bit more important. You I know mean, better. I do than know better than to keep shit from me. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I, I will say it, it is a choice whether or not you want to tell them. You don't have to tell them. That's true. So, you know, this is <laughs> this is a personal decision, but I can understand that it's hard feeling like you live a double life sometimes, you know, and so I like to be open about it because I don't like hiding anymore. So, you know, who cares if everyone knows that I sleep with other men and women besides my husband. We're both happy. We're still married. Been doing this four years. Okay. Still going strong, but I could see also- They still have sex with each other. Yeah. <laughs> obviously. But I could also see how, you know, for polyamorous relationships, this is probably where you see a lot more people that want to be included in family things. So, you know, they may feel more inclined to tell their family because this is more of an emotional relationship and, connection. and bond so they want to be involved with family things so I can see you know swinging or swapping you know that first and second layer like you don't need to tell your mom you're having threesomes okay <laughs> that's not what we're saying whatsoever or you don't need to tell your mom that, that you go to sex parties or you know swingers cruises and all this stuff if you tell her that's great and I hope she supports you but you don't have to but I, I can see how for polyamorous relationships people would want to be included in the family and I do hope that you know one day, we also have the opportunity to sit down and tell all of our family about my husband's girlfriend you know granted here they are maybe listening to the podcast so hey guys um (laughs) anyways if it comes to family my vote is tell them directly because I think it's just going to come across better it will hopefully help the conversation go better and then that way you can kind of direct the narrative and you know, moving into kind of my next little point, keep the message consistent. So figure out what it how it is that you're gonna explain it, whether we're in an open relationship and we choose to see other people emotionally and physically, or we're committed to our relationship, but we still choose to go out and explore with other people. However you wanna say it, keep that message consistent. Yeah, you can prepare for the conversation. Maybe let them know why. But, you know, if you do decide to tell them, do realize you can go with it as little or as much detail as you want. And almost always, they're going to have questions. You can make a PowerPoint presentation. That's not a bad idea. A Prezi, you know? Yes. Great way to do it. Maybe we could do a format. Yeah. <laughs> I still have to build a questionnaire on STDs. Like, slow down on my good ideas. Okay, fine. Okay, you're right, you're right. Uh, But, you know, another thing where I could see this is, you know, say you're polyamorous and you have children, you know, telling children, oh, man, like, that's – I saw a book on TikTok. A guy made a book about – a children's book about telling your children that you're in a triad. Funny that he chose that a triad. That is beautiful. I know, but funny that he chose a triad because that's like the most hated one on Reddit. No one likes triads. But basically it was like mom and dad are in a triad. That was like the theme of the book. I think that was the title, but don't quote me on that. Oh my God, we're going to buy the book and we're going to have story time on the Yes, podcast. but I thought that was super cute and, you know, a fun way maybe to tell kids about it. But regardless, in terms of preparing for that conversation, I say keep it concise Give them as brief or as detailed of an explanation as you want and really just explain your why. Because I think when you explain your why, it maybe helps people understand it a little bit more. But remember to choose correct wording for your why. If you're doing this just for threesomes, maybe just tell your family you like to have other people in the room. (laughs) I don't know if that's the best way to describe it. You could also be extremely extra and throw a party. (laughs) And invite everybody. (laughs) Yeah, you could. I mean, and be like, hey. (laughs) Lots of ways you can do this. Um, Guess the fuck what? (laughs) Now, I will say, telling friends is gonna be a little bit different. And this kind of goes back to answering the question of the girl who had posted. You know, her friend now found out because here they are running into her fiance while he was on a date. I think with friends, those conversations are gonna go a lot easier. And you still may have some friends that don't accept it. But at least in my experience, you know, all my friends that know now are supportive. They always have lots of questions and I've had no issues there. And so hopefully you have a solid group of friends who understand and support your sexuality or your romantic endeavors and cheer you on. Now, I will say one thing that I see on Reddit sometimes, I saw someone post about this. They were like, I hate how I tell my friends that we're in an open relationship and now they just assume that we all want to fuck. And he was like, no, I don't want to fuck my friends. And so, and I, and someone had commented and I thought this was the best way to put it. And he was like, you turn swingers into friends, not friends into swingers. So say you meet a couple and you swap. And you get to know them. They're great people, super dope. So now, you know, maybe occasionally you guys go do fun things, uh, you know, go on hikes, go to the beach, you do things as friends, and every once in a while you play. But you don't take your friends, now introduce it, drag them into this world that you're into, and you're like, here, guys, let's all try this. And then next thing you know, (laughs) you ruin a friendship. So tread lightly if that's the case when it comes to friends. We have a hard rule, my husband and I about friends. If they were friends before we were open, we do not play with them. Even if they are friends before they knew we were open, we do not play with them. We do not turn friends into swingers. Now we have turned couples that we played with into friends, but hard pass, hard rule against friends. And even like separately, you know, cause we play separate quite a bit. If we are friends with that person, We do not play with them separately. No, no, no. So, some tidbits there, some things in relation to telling friends and family. One point that I did want to make, because in the beginning we did tell some friends, but not all of them, I do think it's kind of unfair to burden someone with your secret. So, that's why I say Mm. maybe find some consistency in the message. Maybe you don't want to tell a specific friend because. They are religious and they're not going to agree with that. And, but now you guys have a mutual friend who knows, and now that mutual friend knows, but can't tell this other friend that you both know. And so that can get kind of complicated. I'm not sure necessarily exactly how to advise you to navigate that, but my vote would be just keep it consistent. If they judge you or cast any sort of fears or anything towards your way, hopefully they still respect you as a friend and are able to just look past it, accept it, and still love you for who you are. Yeah, but go all in. Don't expect Patricia. We We use Patricia a lot. Um, Why is that the first name that comes to mind? Don't expect don't say Tiffany because we've used Tiffany before. I was going to say Imelda. Okay. Never heard of any, but let's go with Amelda. Don't expect Anna. There's a new one. Yeah. Don't expect Anna not to tell Jason. Okay? Like, <laughs> she's going to want to say something. You got to tell. If you're going to tell one of your friends, just tell them all. Yeah. The right ones will, you know, stick by your side. The other ones, they'll either get over it or, well shit at least now you can be yourself so if you lose them along the way maybe it wasn't that strong of a friendship to begin with the people that matter will stick by your side no matter what the fuck you choose to do with your life as long as it's consensual and you're not hurting anybody legal but you know not i don't want to use the word legal okay Because technically, you can't marry multiple people. That's illegal. Uh, But as long as it's not hurting anybody or an innocent innocent being then yeah, you're not hurting anybody, you're fine. And hopefully, they'll stick by your side. The people that matter won't care. They're just going to be happy that you're happy, okay? That's the way that I look at it. And like I said, I finally decided I don't care anymore. I just want to be myself. And this is me, okay? I like to have a lot of sex. I like to have a lot of emotional connections. I love my husband. I love other people. Granted, I don't love anyone currently, but actually, you know what? In a way, I do love all my dudes for one thing or another. So yeah, that's my take on it. I hope you enjoy this variety of story time. And if you choose to tell family and friends, if you choose to be out and proud and, you know, not giving a fuck, I commend you for that. I know it's not necessarily an easy thing to do. And... If you truly want me to build a PowerPoint presentation template, I will do so. I think you should do it because now you're saying it. But regardless, you may lose some people along the way, but your true self will attract the correct people and and the people that truly matter will still stay by your side. Well, and also, I mean, for your mental health and for your own sanity, you know, you want to be able to be your your own person. You don't want to have to hide certain things from the people that you know and love. So, yeah, absolutely. I agree with that completely. So, yeah, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Nothing groundbreaking, but I think it's a good subject to touch on. It can be an emotionally exhausting thing to have to think about. But yeah. have no shame for who you are. Okay. Yeah, now everybody knows I'm a sub. And, and they like, know I'm a switch. And I like to call somebody daddy. And now you all know. So, <laughs> well, you've all known be yourself guys at the end of the day just be yourself we thank you for joining us we love you too and hope we'll you be have- your family yes we'll be your family if you want to tell us tell us and tell us all the stories we love a good story yeah and to everybody who slides into our dms thank you for the support thank you for the lovely messages y'all are all great love chatting back and forth and just exchanging the different stories and all that so Hope you have a great rest of your week. We'll be back in seven days. Seven days. (laughs) Name (laughs) that movie. What movie is that? Is that? Scary movie. Oh, scary movie. Four? Four. Mm -hmm. Tell me that's not one of the best lines ever. Anytime someone says seven days, I automatically think, who's gay? Seven days. (laughs) Seven business days or seven... (laughs) What did she say? Seven business days or seven weeks? I can't remember. Anyways, all right. We'll see you guys next week. Love you. Have a great night.